Father God, it truly is a wonder of a time of year when we wonder about what is Christmas all about? What is salvation all about? And what did you do for us so many years ago? And Lord, as we come and celebrate this time of year, help us not to think about the worldly side of Christmas, but help us to spend time thinking about the heavenly side of Christmas. And Lord, we ask that your presence will be here with us now. Guide us as we worship you. Draw our hearts to you today. Pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Okay, it's time for us to uh, have a responsive reading. And the responsive reading... I have, I have this mic, so you can use it. Oh, he yeah. has another mic. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it is time for the responsive reading. The responsive reading is found on the back page of your, your bulletin here, your program. So uh, I'll, I'll read where it says Kevin, and uh, Elder Ermshire will, will lead the congregation in the congregational response. So together, let's, uh, let's read. We have come here today to worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the midst of hatred and anger, joy and peace, in a disjointed and fractured world, we share care among Jesus Christ. For our God came into the world. He sent his Son to live with us, to be our Savior, to fill our lives with joy and peace. That is why we have come together to worship him. Glory, glory be, be to, to our God. God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God to whom we give honor and glory now and forever. Amen.
Christmas did not happen by accident. It was carefully planned in the throne room of eternity. And on earth, detailed preparation occurred for centuries. That's why the Apostle Paul said, When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, and the world was ready. Galatians 4.4 The Hebrew people were unique in their worship of one God. The Greeks fashioned the most perfect language the world had ever known, and the Romans built the roads which connected the whole earth. Judaism was the mold which held the good news. The Greek language was the vehicle to carry the good news, and the Roman Empire was ready to spread the good news. So you see, Jesus came at the right time. He came to a world of failure. The Jews were an unsatisfied people. The glory of Greece was past. The Roman rule was cruel and tyrannical. It was an unhappy, suspicious, fearful, needy world. It was a world filled with moral degradation, low ethical standards, bitter hatred, and unrivaled despair. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? But the coming of Jesus gave the world a fresh start. That's why men have numbered their years from the date of his birth. That's when God's Son was given. God's gift is outright. It was never, has never been withdrawn. He is still here. Our emptiness invites God's abundance. Our weakness cries out for his strength, and our blindness gropes for his, ver- for his light every single day. The fullness of time is still here, and God hasn't changed. If you can't come to Bethlehem for Christmas, don't worry. Christmas will come to you.
you know why we're here? To celebrate Jesus' birthday. That's right. It's Jesus' birthday. But who is this Jesus? He is our Savior. And that's very important for us. You see, when God made the first man and woman, they were good people and had no sin. They were to love God and each other and to live with God forever. But they disobeyed God. And as a result, they brought sin and death into the world. But even then, God showed his love for Adam and Eve and for all people by promising to send a Savior. He said to Satan, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall crush your head and you shall bruise his heel. And during the years that followed, God made more promises to send a Savior, someone who would die for us so that our sins would be forgiven and we could live with him forever. The prophet spoke again and again of this coming Savior. The prophet Jeremiah said, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. The prophet Isaiah even foretold the name of the Savior. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a young woman shall conceive and bear a son and shall call him Emmanuel. And so for many years, God's people looked forward to the day when the Savior would be born. They even sang about it. So let's sing together, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, hymn number, what is it, 115. <clears throat> Order. 
Finally, Emmanuel, the Savior, did come. The time God had set for the Savior's birth had come. Luke tells how it happened in this way. At that time, Emperor Augustus sent out an order for all the citizens of the empire to register for the census. Everyone then went to register himself, each to his own town. Everything happened just as God planned it. Joseph and Mary went to Bethlehem, the city in which the prophet had said long before that Jesus would be born. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrata, who are little among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose origin is old from ancient of days. And Luke tells us, Joseph went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the town named Bethlehem, where King David was born. Joseph went there because he himself was a descendant of David. He went there to register himself with Mary, who was promised to marry to him and was pregnant. Although Bethlehem was just a little town, it has become famous because Jesus was born there. Somebody wrote a song about it. Who knows how it goes? We do. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. Town of Bethlehem, how shall we see thee above the deep and dreamless sleep? The silent stars go by, yet in the dark she shineth. The When Mary and Joseph got to Bethlehem, they looked everywhere a place to sleep, but there was no room for them. Finally, they went to a barn, and there, in a manger, Jesus was born. While they were in Bethlehem, the time came for Mary to have her baby, and she gave birth to her first son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. There was no room for them to stay in the inn. It wasn't a comfortable hospital or even a nice house where Jesus was born. It was only a barn. But God had kept this promise, and ever since that time, people have been joyful and happy because Jesus came to be our Savior. Let's all sing together. 
now the joy that we feel, joy to the world, hymn number 125. Jesus' birthday was a very special event, and so God sent his very special messengers to tell people about it. The first people the angels told were some shepherds who were near Bethlehem. There were some shepherds in that part of the country who were spending the night in the field taking care of their flocks. The Lord's angel appeared to them, and the Lord's glory shone over them. They were terribly afraid, but the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. For I am here with good news for you, which will bring great joy to all the people. This very night in David's town, your Savior was born, Christ the Lord. This is what will prove it to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great army of heaven's angels appeared with the angel, singing praises to God. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth men with whom he is pleased. After the angels went away from them, the shepherd said to each other, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, that the Lord has told us. You can imagine how excited the shepherds were to hear this news. So they hurried and came to Bethlehem and saw Jesus and Mary, his mother, and Joseph. On their way back to the field, they told everyone they knew what they had seen and heard. This is, what should, this is what we should do. I'm going to sing a song about it now. I hope it will be your song. Go tell it on the mountain. Mm -hmm. 
money for them to buy a new DVD player. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds keep their watching, or silent flock by night, behold, throughout the heaven there shone a holy light. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. The shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth rain out the angels' chorus that hailed our Savior's birth. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Down in a lonely manger, the humble Christ was born and brought us God's salvation that blessed Christmas morn. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. You know, that's what happened in Bethlehem many years ago. But that's not the end of the story. The birth of Jesus has special meaning for us. And that's why we are here today, to tell the story again, to thank God for his gift of love, and to tell each other what it all means for us. Jesus wasn't only born, but he lived for us, and he died for us. Jesus came to be my savior because he loves me. When he was a man, he let people hurt him because he loves me. He even let them put him on a cross because he loves me. Jesus died for my sins because he loves me. He is alive again and has promised to take care of me because he loves me. He has promised to take me to heaven someday because he loves me. The story of Jesus. And Shannon's going to sign this for us, which is just really beautiful. There's a story that started on Christmas When a baby was born in the night and those who came far and followed this star were seeing a heavenly sight. 
God's love for us makes us feel good and happy. Because Jesus came to be our Savior, we want to show our love to God. I want to live for Jesus because I love him. I want to live for Jesus because I love him. I will tell my friends about Jesus because I love him. I will be kind and loving to all my friends because I love him. We love him because he first loved us. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Christmas Day The old familiar carols play And modern sweeter songs repeat Of peace on earth, goodwill to men And the bells are Singing on it. 
obscure village. He was a child of a peasant woman. He grew up in yet another village where he lived in poverty, was reared in anonymity, and worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. Then for three years, he was an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never had a family or owned a house. He didn't go to college. He never visited a big city. He never traveled 200 miles from the place where he was born. He did none of the things one usually associates with greatness. He had no, no credentials but his name. In birth, he startled a king. In boyhood, he puzzled the wise. In manhood, he ruled the forces of nature. He was only 33 when the tide of public opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. He was turned over to his enemies and went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. While he was dying, his executioners gambled for his clothing. And when he was dead, he was laid in a borrowed grave through the compassion of a friend. Great men have come and gone, but he lives on. Herod could not, Herod, Herod could not kill him. Satan could not seduce him. Death could not destroy him, and the grave could not hold him. Twenty centuries have come and gone. Today he is the central figure of the human race and the leader of mankind's progress. Now it is no exaggeration to say that all the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever sailed, all the parliaments that ever sat, all the kings that have ever reigned put together have not affected the life of a man on the earth as much as that one solitary life. Amen. Let's sing Silent Night, Holy Night together. Hymn number 143.
Father God, what a beautiful night that was so many years ago. When you came as a child to be born among men, to live a life of perfection and, and of example so that we would have something to follow. But most importantly, Lord, we thank you for living that life and giving your life so that each of us could have eternal salvation. And Lord, tonight and today, as we're here, I ask that you help each one of us to open our hearts completely to you. Lord, please look within us. If there is sin, if there is hatred, if there is frustration, if there is any type of evil at all within our hearts, Lord, we ask that you'll wash that clean. We ask that you'll fill us, each one, with the love that you showed so many years ago and you continue to show to us every single day. And let that love shine forth from us to everyone that we come in contact with. Because, Lord, it's not going to be long and we will be home with you. But, Lord, we also want each person here to be there. We want our friends and our loved ones. We want those that we come in contact with to also be able to spend eternity with you and with us. So, Lord, cleanse our hearts, forgive us for our wrongs, and draw us to you. Pray in Christ's name. Amen. <laughs> 